There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Now, back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPNT-FM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Now, when you say bop, like you're just going to kind of bounce bop, around. Bop. You just mean leave. Vacate. No, Doug, he did a little dance there in yeah. his chair. Hey, you ready for a little Glen Fry party town? Let's go to party town. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After, 8 o'clock hour. Text in, EDF group text in, box 314-881-TMA5. Call in 636-904-TMA. Press conference Friday, we had Big Al on the board. We want more people on the board. We want more people calling in and just shooting, shooting the breeze. It was a nice little call. Yeah. From a longtime friend of the show. Absolutely. And this is a show, Doug, where friends feel... They can drop in at any time. Right. I'll grab Liv Maddox, have her jump in for a little while. She's here doing some work. I'm going to have Liv jump She's in welcome. She's been on the presentation before. Yeah. She filled in for uh, Doug when I, me and Doug both were out. Doug and I, me and Doug. Yeah, me and she my was dad funny, too. She was great. This. We had to get her in more often when we have an opening. I think the... the Proper English is the other name and then yourself. Right. My dad was giving me this whole thing, and he was very upset that I didn't know all of yeah. this. Because sometimes you say I when you should say me. Right. Right. No doubt. You yeah. ever say myself? No, that's never. That's almost never the, the correct grammar. Myself. Me and my dad had a long talk about this. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's an educator by I heart. know that he is. Yeah. Listen to him. I know. I need to. I'm listening today because my wife is too good. Is it 9.30 yet? Also, that Arenado first to home a single was awesome. What say you, Doug? Stephen Wildwood. I didn't see that play. I'd like to see it. Yeah, were we at a... Uh, Where was the oh, ball no? hit? I, don't, I, I watched zero seconds. Was he running with the pitch? Yep, hit and run up the middle. He was almost a second base when the ball went through up the middle and the mad dash home. Just a first. ground ball up the middle? Uh, a little like a, yeah, a little flubber, softly hit. 
Well, what were the Rays doing that they couldn't get the ball in? Into Lollygagging? They must have been. <laughs> that was a rough loss for the Rays. They're still in it, and to, to lose two out of three to a last place club, they had like 11,000 fans there last night for a team in very much in the race. Yeah, well, Doug. 11,000. When the Cardinals come to town, you're just you're just you're just holding on to anything you can. You're just, you're just grabbing hold and praying that you're gonna survive. Yeah, that they don't sweep you. Yeah. There are probably a bunch of Cardinal fans there too. I think. There were a lot of Cardinal fans. A lot there. of uh, Cardinal fans down in the Tampa area with spring training and that. I just don't understand why they don't like their team more. Tampa produces a lot of players. Transient town. It is, but there are other transient towns that draw better than that when they sure. have a team that's a, a contender. That terrible ballpark can't help them. Well, it's in St. Petersburg, which is not close to the major population centers of Tampa anyway. I mean, St. Petersburg, big town in its own right, but not, not big enough to support Major League Baseball 81 times a year. And it's not that far out of, out of the, the, sure. the main line there. And it's, not, it's in a nice neighborhood. I had a few friends who were from Tampa when I was living, when I went to college down in Florida. And I'd probably say I had like five or six friends who were from Tampa and zero, a big zero were Rays fans. <laughs> they were like Yankee fans because their parents moved to yeah. Tampa when they were like from New York or Philly or wherever, and they're like Yankee and Met fans, they're not. Yeah. They weren't Rays fans. So. I guess Miami's got the same thing going. Yeah, people, people don't go to those but, games either. But Everyone's my friend, from somewhere else. My yeah. friends from like Lauderdale or even Miami were big Marlins fans. Really? So, yeah. So I mean, I, it could just be a. The Marlins don't draw a whole lot better than the Rays. The Marlins probably draw worse. They might. I I went to a game at Marlins Park and it was the worst baseball experience I've ever had. Yeah. It was like a minor league game in a weird part of Miami. Does it make you appreciate the best fans in baseball here? I, I legitimately said to myself sitting there, I was like, man, I was really lucky to grow up and go in the Bush Stadium and get mm-hmm. to watch like Albert Pujols when I was eight years old yeah. and uh, a full Bush three. Full Bush. That's Ooh. right. Bingo. Well, never been to a Marlins game. Did go to a Panthers game once in uh, Phil, Mickel- Phil Mickelson yeah. and Bones sat like three rows in front of me. And that's Jay. pretty awesome. That's, that's, that's great. How'd you get those tickets? Jay Sr. Oh. We went down for spring training, but we left a couple days earlier to go down to Weston and stay with Jay and play some golf. Jay Sr. And he got us tickets for the Marlins game, and we were down in a lower bowl, and three rows in front of us was Mickelson and Bones. We'll be turned. Not bad. Not bad at all. Hey, Jack. Yeah, if we put a bet on that game, guaranteed. I guarantee it was a betting. <laughs> uh, hey, Jackson, ask Doug if he thinks I looked slimmer than last time he saw me or if I could lose a few and quit trying to bang out my sister. Although what? she'll she'd go clubbing in the kibbutz with you back in your motherland. No Molly, though, bro. It's from the recovering alcoholic oh. from Belleville and Webster Groves. You think he looked a little slimmer? I didn't think so. I thought he looked a little doughy. I saw him last night. He looked like he lost a little weight. Really? He texted me. I left at like, uh, when did I leave? 5.45, I think. No, it was much earlier than that. It's like like 5.40. I got a phone call. I went out to answer the phone and talk. And the next thing I knew, it was like, yeah, I had no reason to go back in. It's almost over. So I went home, and then uh, he texted me. He said, did you leave? I said, yeah, about 5.45. He said, I wanted to buy you a drink. I said, well, I was there for an hour and a half. You could have bought me a drink any time there. So you scolded him for not buying you a drink earlier yeah, instead well, of, oh, you, thank you. you. That's an a nice thought. You to buy me a drink. You didn't buy me a drink. Why do you want to buy one now? Uh, hey, guys, when Iggy bops down to uh, Harris Casey, can KG come into studio for Foot Fetish Friday? Tail call in. It's from the KC oh. Gray Sexual. Well, whose feet would he be working yeah, on? We don't her? do that segment anymore, but thanks for listening. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he could. Maybe who, he could bring who, it back. But whose feet, like, are you going to volunteer those Dainty little size nines. 
I, I guess I could. No, that was a Jay Jr. thing. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, we can find nobody, another nobody, fetish we Nobody can get else could do that. Well, maybe in his honor, we should. No, we it wouldn't do it back. justice. That was a Jay thing. Nobody else should be doing that. You did it once. It was pretty good. Well, I did it when Jay reneged on me. <laughs> he, had to, he, he had to call begged, with the mayor, if I remember correctly. He begged for feet. He begged for feet. I get him, and he said, I got a meeting with the mayor. The mayor of Sullivan? And so Iggy had to. I, I truly was sitting there, and I was like, I feel so bad for Iggy right now. Not because the ladies weren't beautiful. They were from, if I remember correctly, Siegfried's Liquid and Lace. Um, but Iggy was quite uncomfortable with the situation. Oh, was he? They weren't it was like a 40 minute foot fetish ride. They 40 couldn't have been that me. uncomfortable if it dragged on for 40 minutes. They were screaming. I was berated by the one. Uh, Jay's Jewel. girl, Jewel. Jewel. Berated. <laughs> yeah. Play with him. Massage him. I don't like feet. Oh. She started to unzip his quarter zip, and it, if I remember correctly, it was August. <laughs> so she started to unzip his August quarter zip with her toes, and I was like, I oh. need to save my boy Iggy right now because he is dying on the vine. It would take some talent to do that, though, with your toes. Oh, she is. Uh, those feet have, uh, that was not her first rodeo when it comes to feet, if I really? had to guess. Well, there's a picture that she's like right in my face screaming. I'm why like, would she have been screaming at you? Because they wanted their feet massaged and yeah. oiled. Why wouldn't and, you do that just to lose I don't them. like feet. Tim was berated in the parking lot for not working over the feet of one of the ladies. Yeah, they were berating Tim, and he wasn't even a part of it. <laughs> berating is a strong word. Oh, my God. That was a funny night. Uh, proposition. I'll give $100 to Iggy if he can provide photographic evidence that he attends all three events Saturday. There is zero chance he drives to Francis Park, then to Earth City, then back into the city to stalk Lauren, and then back to his hovel in Maryland Heights. He doesn't even have to pay if he doesn't go to all three. I just know there's less than zero chance he drives to all those locations. That comes from Lady Doug, Susie Cream Cheese. I may oh. do it for 100 bucks, but I don't know you. So I Susie? Don't, don't trust that I'll ever get the money. Oh, Miss Cheese? Well, you might as well take the bet because you, it doesn't cost you anything if you don't. Right. Well, if I go to all three, fine. If I don't, yeah. fine. But she's going to give you $100 if you do. Yeah, you could just take a picture at all the three locations. You'd be there for a minute. Well, I don't have Venmo, so you would have to bring me cash to the radio station. Well, she may be willing to do that. And then in the chance of that happening are slim and none. So, so you're not going to take this If back? I go, it's because I want to go. It's not because somebody's going to bet me to yeah, go. But if you want to go and make $100, that's an easy 100 grand. Huh. Nice little scene. If I want to go, I'll go. If I don't want to go to all three, I'm going to at least one of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that I'll probably go to Darius Rucker and then probably not be up for going over and seeing Learn if I had a guess. But if there are $100 on the line? I don't care. Oh. The guy's not going to pay me. Well, I don't know. All you people want to pay me for things. Oh, if we have $100, you can pure you into the cure. Ugh. Yeah. All, <laughs> the sentence, all the sentences end with, ugh. <laughs> but I guarantee you didn't go to Samantha Fish. You didn't get laid. I got proof. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Doug, I got an erection this morning. Thanks from the total package. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, you know, it's nice. To didn't need to hear it. I get one at least once a day for some reason. Didn't need to hear that. <laughs> Depends on what I'm watching. It's two well, things yeah. back to back. I didn't need to hear. <laughs> I didn't need to hear the second one at all. No, I didn't. So you're saying one a day, like like you set your watch to it? No, it could be any time of the day, but I, depending on what I'm watching. Why uh, did you ask a follow-up question? I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Last Should've... night, uh, Sipowitz's uh, girl on NYPD Blue, I forget her name, the blonde, uh, she dropped the towel in the shower, and I got to look at that butt. No. It was kind of a little bit of a movement that's on me doug i'm sorry yeah uh, it's not foot fetish friday it's just fetish friday did you all have a stroke you talked about this yesterday the idea was tr the trying out the spit fetish okay that was my bad i misread the kc gray sexuals original text it wasn't oh. foot fetish friday it's fetish friday which kg talked about the spitting in the mouth with the pre-work yeah that was enough 
there was your fetish. He talks about hocking loogies in somebody's mouth. There's your fetish. Don't you think Jay um, would be happy if we carried on his tradition? I don't know. Ooh, I don't well, know. he would just have a mild fondness. It wasn't necessarily a fetish. No, it wasn't at all. But it wouldn't be the same if just somebody took that over and they started doing it. It's not Jay. It wouldn't so. be the same, but it would be carrying on his tradition. Now, well, a, lot of, a lot of tradition we can carry on with Jay without having to play with feet. <laughs> I that don't know his, what. That was his thing. <laughs> uh, KG, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. And I'll ask it to the dais, too. Do you think it would be... Do you think it would be disrespectful to Larry? Because I feel like Robin feeding is somewhat akin to your spitting idea, mm-hmm. your fondness for, for spitting. Yeah. Oh, it stole somebody else's thing? That's a shock. <laughs> Continue, Jackson. Got it. Uh, would being, like, being Robin-fed be something that you would be into? And I want to make sure Larry's okay with it so he can text me ERs in commercial break. You're talking food? Uh, yeah. No, I'm out on that. Okay. No. All right. All right. That's fair. Is there any food that you would do? Like, it doesn't have to be a chicken wing. Gum, maybe? <laughs> no, that's not my hazard. bag. Mint? <laughs> a mint yeah. would be clean, just one little drop off of a mint. Yeah. I guess a mint would probably be the best thing to, to be Robin fed. A banana wouldn't be bad, but that gets kind of mushy. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter con- and mayonnaise sandwich, though. I would consider the mint, but I'm mostly liquid. Right. Oh, yeah. So, like, what if they, like, wanted to spit, like, some, like, uh, like Gatorade in your mouth? You into that? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Uh, All right. Club soda with Cassie. So maybe that's an idea for, uh, for Fetish Friday. You know, maybe we start a new tradition. When the, when the, when the five of us, so when Tim's out and we have KG in, maybe he can be our fetish guy, our kink, our kink master. So you want girls to come in and spit liquid into his mouth. This I think, I think that's going to be a tough right sell. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be tough. Because it's not as sensual, I imagine, as Foot Fetish Friday. Because there is like, you know, it's kind of like a foot massage. But, yeah, Get, getting getting feet in here was hard enough. <laughs> Robin feeding was the nastiest thing these eyes have ever seen. Yep. <laughs> That's from the 618. It was right up there for me, too. <laughs> it's really gross. Come on, guys. Be easy on Rhonda. Yeah, yeah it happened to a poor oh. trucker who was in from out of town. Uh, Doug, what are your plans this weekend? I'd love to find that tight bottom docker's butt out and about. It's from the Pope. Don't need it. Didn't yeah. need that at all. You're going to be going to all three of these events on Saturday? No. Probably none of them. Uh, I don't know what plans I have. I don't, I'm not sure I'm doing much of anything this weekend. You say I'm going to watch golf? I won't do that. No. That's what <laughs> well, I'm I know, I know it's a four-day event. There's no cut, but my God, my team is just suck. Yeah, I got, I got the guy I got in second place, and then every one of my other guys is over par. Idiots. And Doug, if you look at Doug, I guarantee it, Doug's cashing. Oh, you got, I just you got Sam Burns, who's over par, but everybody else is like in the top ten of your team. Really? Let's take a look. Let's head over to the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. He's probably walking me in Memphis. About, I guarantee he's beat me by about hundred points. Walking with my feet ten feet of, off, oh, off of Beal. One foot off of Beal or ten feet off of Beal? Ten feet off of Beal. Ten feet off of Beal. Uh, so Doug is winning by a margin of nine points. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sam Burns is three over. Yeah, but we both have him. Right. And he's everybody everybody else is under par and I'm over par. Bo Hostler is one over. My guy, the Bo Show. Is he cashing? Uh no. Doug is not making a single penny. No. And he is thirty five points away from making any money. Well, so. maybe I will. Not for me, of course, but yeah. for the children. I don't know, I'm nine behind. Every one of my players are over par except for Grillo. Emil Grillo. I wonder what Emil Grillo thinks about the drops of the week. Presented by 
Uh, unsullied by sponsorship. Oh, unsullied. Morning after. Drops of the week. Yeah, you gotta drop it like a hot dog. It's a wonderful drop. Indeed it is. Flip that off. We had a prostitute on one time. You like albino lesbians who are busy, busy, busy. <laughs> well, I've never had a nacho. You don't have the balls to post <laughs> this on the fan page. I was on my phone looking for chastity belts. I may be fat, but hey, I got a big butt. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Larry. <clears throat> When, yeah, go ahead. Oh, 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 you're gonna eat Stan out? I'm gonna ride him. His bush? Oh, and they went crazy. I think a bear you'd probably see, maybe hear a bear. Mmm, mmm. Doug's lineup is so hot and juicy. Ah. I'm gonna go with a newcomer, fellow by the name of Fat Ho. I need a Bobby Bonilla kind of deal if you're gonna oh. enter me. Uh, I'm gonna vote for the guy with the bush. Yeah, St. Louis is interesting. Okay, I'm about to start pulling out pubic hairs. Very underrated, but. Gino! I don't care if you work at another station. Get up here and fix this. I bet he's got a smoky hole. Doesn't mean you want another gentleman's face down there. Licks, 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 licks. Last to go green, first to go brown. That was Drops of the Week. I was discussing Georgia. <laughs> it's another, all taken out of a context. Another strong week. Well, I don't know what you're talking about when you're pulling out pubic hair. I mean, that was just hot. Uh, no, no, no getting around that one. It's out of context. Right. Nice guarantee, Boots. That's from Conclusion, the stripper. What guarantee? I don't know. Did you guarantee you're going to win this week? In uh, Among and Ask the Other no, Fancy Sports. As a matter of fact, I said I really wasn't happy with my team. If you listen to the show. <laughs> mm. uh, Doug, these people need to listen to the show. They also need to listen uh, to Tim when he talks about Glenn Betts Jewelers. Oh, sure they should. Uh, hit the lever, please. If you are in the market for jewelry for your loved one, we on TMA would like to recommend the official jeweler of TMA, and that is Glenn Betts Jewelers. In business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. It's glennbettsjewelers.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z, jewelers.com. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester in De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. Check them out online at glenbettsjewelers.com. Love TMA. Support the sponsors. That's the name of the game. Glenn Betts Jewelers. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. Glenbettsjewelers.com. You better, you better, you bets. Oh, that's not bad. That's a who, who song. Doug, you, uh, well, the whole day. So you guys wanted to know more about Riz? And I'm not talking about Rizzuto. Charisma? Charisma. Yeah, sure, because we could all use more. Ever met someone who is not your type at all, but suddenly they start talking and find yourself getting all hot and flustered? Think <sighs> Adrian Brody, Adam Driver, Javier Bardem, Russell Brand, Benedict Cumberbatch, Pete oh, Davidson. Benedict Cumberbatch? Who the hell is that? He's an actor, Doctor oh, Strange. fantastic. Pete Davidson, Mick Jagger, and heck, even Rami Malek. These are all men that you would barely look at twice if you passed them in the street. But watch Mick Jagger work on the stage like a god or Adam Driver acting quirky, weird, and cute in the movie. And all of a sudden you're thinking, could I? Yes, girl, you could. Really? Why? Because they've got what TikTok is calling the Riz. And this che cheeky dating tactic has tricked me into bed with a guy more than once. Huh. 
Now, before we get to that, I should probably explain what Riz is, Doug. It's short for charisma. Right. And according to Urban Dictionary, it's defined as the quality of attracting women without even trying and being the type of man that everyone knows has the suaviest personality and charm in the room. Well, Iggy has got suave. And I said suaviest, which is clearly not a word. Suavest? Oh. Would that be a word? I feel like suavest or suaviest. I don't know. I've never heard of the word used in either way. KG, what do you think? We'll go with suaviest. All right. I like it. Note. Not the hottest in the room, the most charm in the room. And it's got women ripping their clothes off. As I said, it's worked a treat on me. You like that? that was no, worked a I don't treat like that at all. Me. There was the skinny, lanky guy at my new job that I rocked up to. He was giving stick insect vibes, and I didn't really pay stick much attention. insect vibes? Like walking stick? <laughs> you, well, you Those were the vibes he <laughs> <you> gave off? <laughs> What's Lisa Ann's nickname for Plowsy? Uh, tripod or something? No, D on a stick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, like I thought Doug was sex on a stick. She's big on the stick. Yeah. Right. Well, Plowboy, yeah, that makes sense. He was giving off stick insect vibes. That was until our first production meeting when he started getting really passionate about the project we were working on. Oh, no. He was confidently throwing ideas out left, right, and center, dominating the conversation in a good way giving me props for my ideas and basically being a total boss. I couldn't get enough of it. By the time we made it to the end of our work contract, it was I was absolutely gagging for this gorgeous daddy long legs. Oh, is this oh Lee Sands? No, I, I love that M button back here in Adobe. <laughs> yeah, it's Daddy fire. long legs. That, that would be, a, I guess, a stick-type insect. For sure. You know a daddy long leg is poisonous, but it can't bite you? Yeah, yeah. one of the more poisonous uh, spiders in the... Why can't it bite? It, Little pincer, baby. The way, it, the way it's uh, built, it can't get around a piece of skin to bite it. Mm. His riz worked worked a charm. It doesn't say worked like a charm. It says his riz worked a charm before I knew it. We were celebrating between the sheets. I would prefer betwixt, but regardless. Then there was the guy who slid into my DMs during lockdown. He was far too old for me and bald as a badger. So when he offered to make cocktails and go for a walk around our local suburb, my bored self thought, sure, he'll make for a good friend, but nothing more. Jump forward a few hours later, and this deep voice, cocky attitude, and complete self-assuredness had me completely prepared to risk COVID for a bit of sexy time. Risk COVID. Badgers aren't bald. Have to say, worth it. I ri- Badgers are not bald. <laughs> That's what this woman's claiming. There's some, what, there's some gray and some black and a little bit of white in there? This Ooh. is coming from Jana Hawking. The Riz, I tell you, it's dangerous. And do you know who works at the best? New Yorkers. I discovered this last year after jumping on a plane in search of my own eat, pray, love adventure. I had been stuck in Sydney for far too long, coming across the same old blokes on the dating apps who seemed... Uh, like the, sw- the to lack the suave gene. Yeah, so she, she flew from three thousand miles to find some. More D. than that, Australia to New York. It's got to be fifteen thousand miles. It's got to be darn near halfway around the world. Yeah, maybe it is. I've never been to Australia. I don't know. Wouldn't you at least stop in maybe L.A. <laughs> or San Diego? I'm, how many men does she need? It's seventeen thousand kilometers. How many miles is that? Give me a sec. Well, there's thirty-five <laughs> kilometers. 35 is 20. I just know that because the speed limit in Bermuda was 35 kilometers, which is 20 miles an hour. 10,500 miles. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, I would have thought even farther than that. Their definition of wooing a girl was grunting hey as an opening line. Snore. So in a slightly reckless move one night, I jumped out of bed, logged onto a travel site, and booked a trip to New York. Hands down, best decision of 2022. Why? Because New York men have game, or should I say riz, as we're now calling it. No, they they don't. They have no fear of waking up to a gal and shooting their shot, walking up to a gal and shooting their shot. 
I was getting hit on in bars, clothes stores, and on the subway. And I'm not saying I'm a glamour. I noticed it was happening to everyone. Men simply saw what they liked and went for it. How refreshing. That's not charisma. That's just a horn dog. <laughs> oh. Perhaps Americans are just born with riz, but I'm telling you their ability to confidently make the first move was turning men who I would normally consider a five into a ten based simply on their bravado. Well, all. they do have that in New York. I'll give them that. Confidence. Yeah, bravado. They, they, don't, have, they don't have charisma. You don't think so? No. Well, that would be in the eye of the girl. Well, obviously she's not. banging everything. So they must have. Oh, they hit on me. They hit on everything. I love that. Well, yeah, because they're hitting on you. Don't most girls act like that's they, not charisma. They just like being hit on. That's not being charisma. Hey, baby, want a drink? Want a bang? I had what charisma. Let's go. Oh, that's not charisma. I, I think they don't like being hit on if they don't like the guy, and they like being hit on if they do like the guy. I think the guy needs to have a little more self-awareness of who and what is in his league. Like, you, you can't put this female, in, like a female in a spot when you're obviously a six and she's a ten. I know anomalies happen and, you know, personalities mesh together, but yeah. you can't put a female in a spot and just expect them to have a sympathy yes for but, a date or a dance. Uh -huh. Like, you got you got to go in there thinking you may get turned down here, especially with the, uh, you know, the crop that you're going into. But it's the guys that have the confidence that sometimes... Allows a six to get a ten. All right, let me turn it to a different. Uh... Yeah, if you don't care about batting average, or <laughs> yeah. Adam Dunn well, to the going fence. After, yeah, you're going after tens. She said they know what they want and they go after it. All right, let's say you're at Hito. Some guy, <laughs> oh, from, some guy from New York walks up to a girl, hey baby, and starts playing with her boob. No, that's out of line. Is that charisma? That. No, well, that's no. assault. That's, that's, a, that's sexual yeah. assault. Yeah, assault. that's actually so a felony. So you're in New York and just, hey baby, buy you a drink, want to go out, pull your arm around, and let's go. That's charisma. Well, once you no, touch that's, him, that's, I think that's creepy. Well, I think when I think of Riz, I think of, like, what her original story was. I refuse was like. to say that. I just say charisma. That's fine. Um, when I think of Riz, I'll say it. Uh, when I think of Riz, I think of somebody, like her first story, of someone who, like, isn't trying to to be cool and just acts that way, acts charismatic without trying. I think that of Riz more so than some guy just shooting their shot with any girl they think is attractive. Yeah, I agree with that. But she's talking about why she went to New York and how they have so much charisma they just go up and ask anybody out. They don't care. They they don't care. They just shoot their shot. That's not charisma. That's just some horn dog that's gonna. If I if I go after about ninety girls, I'll get one of them. Did you have charisma in your heyday? I did. And suave. And suave. Did you? What did you do in to get class. this charisma? In class. Yeah, class. Yeah, you're just born with it. You can't. You can't. You had class at Fort Melvin Park. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> well, I I put a blanket down. <laughs> Um, that is classy. No, you, want to, you want to get splinters? Where did you get all board? this charisma? And how could you teach it to us? You're born with it. You don't. You know. You can't. You can't learn charisma. So it's hopeless for the rest of us. If you don't have charisma now, you're not going to have it. Wow. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a Tim thing here, where I say, "Watch this," and I repeat a song lyric. Okay. I got biceps and charisma. Got a fake ID. Says I was born and raised in West Virginia. And That's then, supposed to rhyme charisma and then, in West Virginia. And then, do you think? Yeah, what do you say? Think name. about it. To think about any of that. Born in West Virginia, you don't have much of anything. Oh, yeah. come oh, on. Come on. That's a, not a terrible state, even though I had the worst Wendy's You're ever. You're working there. in the coal mines. Not everyone in West Virginia works in a coal mine. It's like saying everybody in, in Missouri works on a paddle boat going up and down <laughs> that river. We don't. Well, we got one paddle boat. There's there's tons of mines in West Virginia. But every time they'd have a Rams game during a commercial break to come back to show the scenes of St. Louis, it'd be that damn paddle boat going up and down the river. Like Has anyone a, ever done that here? Like a Mark Twain novel? Yes. <laughs> I get that, that you know, on my golf rival app when I have to watch videos. 
it never fails. At least 30 times a day, I see this one riverboat twilight. You see the paddle boat. It's time to visit the river. Right. Who the hell is going up a river? It smells like dead catfish. Not many. <laughs> Didn't Ken have a boner in front of a woman and said, it's not going to take care of itself, honey? Charisma, class, mm-hmm. not a Hoosier. That's from Jenny Talia. Well, the spider. We I, talked about spiders. Well, I, I can't control my boners. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Gotcha. Oh. It wasn't very classy to ditch that girl who you met on a, on a blind date. Uh, Cold peppers. It was classy on my part because she lied. It wasn't classy. Yes, I had charisma. It was Too a, much charisma for her. I told her the truth what I look like. She lied what she looked like. But it was not classy to leave her. No, it wasn't unclassy. We it just... was. It was very unclassy to leave her. Hey, guys. Uh, Jerry West was born in West Virginia. That's from uh, Manupological. Sure Zeke from Cabin Creek. Yeah. Well, Mark Bolger went to school there, didn't he? Yes. So it's Tavon. What does that prove about Jerry West? You, you notice he's not living there, and you notice Jerry, Jerry West isn't living there anymore. Tavon Austin also went to West Virginia. He's yeah. not living there. Well, no, but he was a great uh, uh, deep threat. Uh, that's a, either no, deep threat run or him run him right, the, right up the God, middle. That just proves my point. Either you're good at sports or you're going to be working in the coal mine. That's, there's other options. Iggy, West Virginia is cool. Cooler than Maryland Heights, one might say. That's from Sweet Sweet Kai, my boy. It could be. Uh, that skank in West Virginia is getting gaped deep in those caves by his bear brothers in his in their headlamps as we speak. Sweet, sweet, sweet seed and coal dust. That's from Recovering Alcoholic. I like a lamp on my helmet. <laughs> Doug, I, I hooked up with a male co-worker on that boat when my company rented it out. It's from Sniffing, Sniffing Holes. Which is nice. I've never been with a company that rented out a paddle boat. Now, we used to go on the Admiral all the time, but that, was, that wasn't it. It was steam. Wasn't there a floating McDonald's right there, too? Yeah. You bet your ass there was. Yeah. I think the Admiral was, uh, I think it ran on coal. Like the Titanic? I think it was still like a steamship. I don't I know. I remember I got thrown in that brig almost every weekend. And it was a hundred. Where was your charisma that, those nights? It was 150 <laughs> degrees Where in that brig. Where was your class? And I think I was down there by the by the coal where there the ship was uh, steerage. There weren't people shoveling coal. Oh, it was, into the it was steerage, all right, but it was it was 150 degrees down there. You don't think the admiral had big propellers on the back, moving yeah, it up and down the know. river? You was, think there was uh, guys covered guy, in soot? A guy it was old. Soot I don't know. Shoveling coal <laughs> into the furnace. I just think of the Titanic. Oh, yeah, it was a hundred years earlier, 1912. Well, that boat was pretty old. That thing got dry docked so many times. Yeah. What does dry docked mean? It means you get it off his, get it out of the water, put it on the. You ever rack. seen a, you ever seen a video of them putting a like a big cruise ship into the water? Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna tip over. It goes like almost completely on its side, creates mm-hmm. massive waves, and then it just kind of gets back together. Like yeah. that to me, like the creation of a ship is fascinating to me. I've watched mm-hmm. videos on, like how they build it. How long does it take to build a year? Cruise ship? Like year or two. Like it's because they're building like a city that has to float. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, if you ever get down this, well, you've been to South Florida. If you go by some of those docks and boat yards that build those ships. Yeah. It's nuts. Like you commissioned uh, the the making of a ship and then like three years later they give it to you. It's nuts. It's yeah. crazy. Uh didn't Ken go on a date once with a gal wearing knee high boots and acid wash jeans? Not a Hoosier though. It's from Big Tough. Well, I didn't wear that, she did. Yeah, that'd be on her. Just because she wore it, I'm a Hoosier too for dating her? No, she was hot. But she was a Hoosier. Uh it was Diesel, you flippin' mope. That's from Chuck Talent. Oh. Well, it was hot down there. I just wonder what happened to the class when you wound up in the brig every time you were <laughs> It was usually things I didn't do. You're wrongly accused every time you went down there. No, I got into an argument with a bartender. I was being classy. 
that's not classy I to asked, argue with the I bartender. Arguing with a bartender. I asked for two. Class. I asked for two buckets of beer. They used to serve beer in those big old admiral buckets, and you would just pour it into your glass. Yeah. And I asked for two buckets. Two. You, you can only buy one right now. I said, well, one right well, now. That was the rule. I don't want to come back. I can get two. There's there's eight people at our table. That's what he was told. Only sell he one. He said we'll have time. somebody else come up and buy it. I said why? Why why did I send somebody else up? I'm here. Because that was the rule. And I was yelling at him and the. Down to the brig you go. I said, come on. Already? I just got here. Yeah. Well, it's usually like 10 o'clock before I get thrown in the brig. That was anything but classy. I was in that brig for three and a half hours. Classy would have been said, would have been to say, okay, I understand the rule. Thank you very much. I'll have someone else come up and get the other No, bucket. I was just asking questions, and they weren't giving me the right answers. You, they weren't giving you the answers you wanted. Yeah, those would have been the right answers. No, they wouldn't have been. And I got caught taking some booze. You used to, you used to be able to bring your own booze in. And we ran out of booze, so these people were up dancing, and their table was left on a tent, and they had like three bottles of Seagram 7, and yeah, just take these. You stole other people's booze, not classy. Yeah, and to the I, brig you go. And the guy saw me, and he told on me, and they took me to the brig again. And what, you just have to sit there in jail until the you boat have, comes you back? You have to sit until it comes back and docks at like midnight. Were there other people in there? Oh, yeah, there were a few in there. And so what did you do? You talk about, what are you in for? I just, <laughs> pretty much just tried to sleep. It's 150 degrees down here. You can't have my shirt off. And oh. You were topless in the, in jail on the Admiral? Yeah, it's like 150 degrees down there. It's summertime. Comes out with a big tattoo across his chest that says, born to live. <laughs> did you ever try to bust out of there? <laughs> I did one hey, busting out. I did one time. The guy forgot to lock it, and I walked out, and he caught me, threw me back in. I said, well, it's your fault for not locking it. This is 4D chess. Ken is playing with us, right? This has got to be a troll job. No one is this effing tense, right? That's from Susie Cream Cheese. Tense? Dense. What's dense about it? You're probably too young to even have been on the Admiral. I know I was. I saw my first boob on that McDonald's boat. Second grade field trip lunch on the upper deck. Looked down below, and there it was. Some Hoosier gal breastfeeding her kid. Grimace touched me later that day. What a success. Oh, my God. It's from I shaved my balls for this. Oh. It's a core memory. Now, the Clearly. Worst, the worst night was that uh, Dana Ash had broken up with me. Uh, she went to Clayton High School, and she was Great just dropped dead gorgeous. Um, and we got back together and went on the Admiral. And we were. What would you do to get her back? You know, we just kept talking and said, let's try it again, you know, because believe it or not, you I flashed just... flashed your riz. She broke did. up with me because I didn't want to have as much sex as she wanted to. Sure, I'm sure. She couldn't get no, her I'm, hands off No, you. I'm serious. There were times <laughs> I said, I went to a park one time with Gary Cruz and his girlfriend, Shelly, and me and... Jimmy and Cruz! And Gary, down, Gary took Shelly into the van, and she goes, come on, let's go to the other car we can do. I said, eh, I really don't want to, let's just sit here. No. And I would do that quite often. gorgeous and everything. I would do that quite often. Yeah. I mean, she wanted all the time, and sometimes I just don't want to have it. So we'd broken up, and then we got back together, and we went on the Admiral. And we were, like, sitting. It was a full moon. We're sitting, uh, just standing by the rail, looking out the water. I said, I'm so glad we're back together. I missed you. And we're kind of making out, and some guy comes by and grabs her butt. Oh, did he really? As we're kissing, he walked. She goes, ah. Turn around and said, can I just grab my ass? Did you defend her honor? I went up there, and I yelled at him, and then I pushed him. Oh, Ooh, did so you? I did. I didn't hit him. I said, How I big was this him. guy? Was this... He's about my size. Yeah, or smaller. If he'd have been bigger, I probably left him alone. Yeah. But I just pushed him. I yeah. said, "Keep your hands off. That's ignorant. That's my girlfriend." I pushed him, and some security guard saw me. He goes, "Come on, buddy, into the brig." Back to the brig. <laughs> what did I? He just grabbed her butt. Why don't you get him for assault? But you. He didn't say. Sometimes it's the second guy that gets mm-hmm. caught. I got thrown on the brig, and Dane Ash had to sit there for three hours waiting for me in the brig. So when you're in the brig, so the the boat is already taken off. Yeah. And so yeah. you can't leave. So like these people, like, can just put you in their little jail, and you have to just take it. Yeah, you have to wait until it docks. 
Because uh, you can't get off. They can't kick you off the boat. You're out in the right, middle of the I river. Guess. Mississippi River rules. Yeah, but it, they just a can... policeman that did this to you? Well, who are the security guards? Whatever they have on there. I don't know. I don't think he had a gun, but... Like, like, if they told me, like, hey, go to the brig, it'd be like, no, I don't want, like, what was, I paid to be on here. Well, the rules are different on the high seas. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, they can put you in handcuffs and throw you in there if they wanted to. I would be like, Give, let me go. I paid. I'm not going to this brig where there's soot-covered gentlemen throwing but you colon. But you don't have the right to, to misbehave on the Right, boat. I get that. But if something, like. Oh, I think there's a sign that says if if you cause trouble or something, we have the right to throw you in Okay, the brig until you land. Throw you into the brig. <laughs> Throw you in steerage. One time was the worst. Oh, I don't know no. what I did when oh, I got no. on. I think I was just. I think I was yelling. I was yelling about uh, what they wanted to charge or something, or they weren't going to let one of the guys in or something. Or we had too much booze. I don't know what it was. But we get in. He goes, "You got to put these bottles over here. If you're only allowed to." I said, "They doesn't say how much we can bring in. There's like ten of us. We got like five bottles." No, and I started yelling. All right, into the brig. I said, "No, we haven't even left yet." I just got in the gate. I'll just walk right back out the gate. Nope, into the brig. You can't throw me in the brig now. We haven't even left. Yeah. Let me just walk right back out the gate. Yeah. So right, what did you do? Into the brig. You're on the boat now. You're in the brig. I was in the brig for the entire thing. They did throw you in. You didn't even get to, get to take off. <laughs> I <could've> wa- <laughs> they I, had your number. I could have walked right back out the gate and went to the cars and I'll meet you guys later. They were not going to take no. any more guff from you. <laughs> I mean, like four hours in the brig. We haven't even left yet. What'd that cost you? Four hours. Did you have to pay to get a ticket to be sent to the brig? We'd already we'd already paid. <laughs> See, that's, I you, wouldn't deal with that. I would just say, going, no, I'm leaving. You kept going back. At one point, they started calling me Briggsy. Oh, they did not. <laughs> Pockets. I was in the brig so many times, it's unbelievable. Plowhawk, you said you're going to see Oppenheimer tonight? Correct. It's funny, because KG and O-Town, uh, uh, me and Matt Rocchio, I still don't think I got that right, uh, did like a little uh, test podcast talking about Oppenheimer yesterday. Oh, I, I remember um, KG said you guys were going in the EFPM booth since yeah. we had some sound So scores. we uh, did like a little 40-minute uh, review of uh, Oppenheimer's kind of talking about our thoughts. Like we haven't released it yet. We don't know when we will. When will it drop? I don't know. I don't know how we're going to, What? The, but I want to do more stuff like that, like after a movie comes out that's like a, a big moment or even anything pop culture-wise, TV show or anything, like kind of talk about it and have like a long-form conversation about it. I think that's fun. I don't, I don't know what the appetite for the listenership is on something like that. But, you know, thought I'd try it out. I thought it went well, KG. Did you think it was, did you have a good time doing it? I, I had a I blast. I would yeah. love to do more of that stuff. Yeah, so I think... Uh, Are you calling Pepper and Jeannie Jr.? No. Gooderbad.com, the pod. Yeah, good or, good or bad, the pod. Yeah, so... Um, the I good think, or bad pod, that might work. I think it's something that uh, we might do some more going forward. I don't know. I just, uh, I thought it was fun. And Matt Rocchio, get him involved, is... Uh, is fun. What's that movie? There was a preview for it in Oppenheimer, uh, a Leo movie that's coming out. Yeah, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. That's Martin, the one. Martin Scorsese's new movie. It's Leo. What's entertaining? Leo Di. Well, it's three hours and forty minutes. So, uh, yeah. So maybe we'll do a wow a, a three hour pod to match it. Oh, gonna need that pause button at your seat. Yeah, for real, for real. But uh, yeah, so hopefully something that we uh, can do because I love doing the thing with Oppenheimer. It's super fun to do something like that. And anyone's well, like if it's a movie that like you know. Doug, that you're fired up about, or Plowsy, or Eggs, we hop on, join in, Tim. People can just jump in, and we can talk about it. I think Ultimately, it do you do you issue a ruling, good or bad? I do. Yeah, that's that's kind of the end. You know, you got to tease and yeah. leave the audience wanting more. And what was it? What was the ruling on this one? The ruling was good. Oh yeah, good. Ruling was good. Ruling was. How uh, about Barbie? Good or bad? Good. Ruling on that was good as well. Yeah, I really had a fun time watching. That, I hear actually. wildly mixed reviews on that. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're going to have something like Barbie is, it's going to have some yeah. biased. Uh, coming into it, people. Community. 
Uh, zero nudity, no. It's PG-13. How can be nudity? You buy the doll naked. How can there be nudity? There's discussions of their anatomical lackings, uh, but they do not show this. No, it's, it's a PG-13 movie. That's stupid. Stupid to not have nudity? Not everyone wants to see nudity. Well, when you buy the, it's a the movie Barbie for, doll, it's for, naked. For little girls. You have to buy the clothes separately. At least in my day, you had to. Well, yeah, but and it's Ken still... And Ken didn't have a penis either, so... Wouldn't that have been awkward if he had? Well, you're doing a movie about these two people that are dolls, and you're making them real. But it's just a little comedy. I know farce it is. And Ryan comedy. Gosling is probably a good draw, so... To see his love? No, I mean, anything he does, people are gonna, girls are going to go see Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling does amazing work. I love Ryan Gosling. I casted Tim as Ryan Gosling on QFTA this week. Oh, you did? I said if there's a, a movie uh, about I mean, TMA, it's uh, Ryan Gosling would play uh, would play Tim. I was thinking Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Iggy is seething right now. Attention has been shifted. It's from Jonathan Titsworthy. Um... Call it the 40-man roster for movies. You uh, was asked if there was nudity already. That's from Conclusion, the stripper. Come on, Briggsy. Uh, I don't remember, sorry. Uh, do us all a favor and only release this podcast to family and close friends. Not suggest us normal people to a group of three dweebs and their opinions on motion pictures. It's from Nathan from the East Side of the oh, That's more what I was expecting. Gosh. Hey, it's just an idea, you know, try to throw something out there. I have the bandwidth for it. You got all this equipment. You got studios. You got people here just... Ready to blab and give their hot takes. Right. Well, it's funny. I try to draw some ideas like they got poo-pooed on. Well, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> do it yourself. You gotta show the nice initiative to make it happen. Answer. You can't just throw out an idea and expect someone else to do I'm it. I'm talking about listeners. I'm not talking about anybody else. I mean, nobody here poo-pooed on it because I haven't done it. But yeah, great idea, Jackson. You should do it. Oh, who cares about golf? Oh, I gotta go away. You ah. just, you just heard me read a text from Nathan from the East Side of Alton, so that well, he's keep not that happy about myself. anything. That's fair. Uh, there, here's a positive. Jackson, I love the idea of a good or be podcast. That's from the KC Gray Sexual. Okay. I think the KC Gray Sexual didn't want me to do a golf podcast or meet the Hubbers or anything else I had an idea to do. Well, I just didn't. Why would you care what he thinks? If you want to do it, just do it. I'm just pointing out the, the inconsistencies. The inconsistencies. And I think that's fair, Higgs. Uh, if you took the over on times Brig would be said, please cast your ticket. That's from Rip Garrity. You just knew I was going to be talking about the break today, didn't you? You knew we were going to talk the Admiral today. Yeah. You got up this morning and said, I bet Iggy talks about the Admiral and brings up well, the break. The Admiral comes up almost every day yeah. on this show. Uh, I love how Ken asked if the new podcast was Pepper and Jeannie Jr., as if he invented the concept of podcasts. <laughs> That's from Glove Blogger, and his name is Tom Traven. Yeah. Well, you went right over your head. Sorry. Uh, Jackson, who is the rest of the cast for the TMA movie? Sure, Aunt Peg, I got that answer for you. Doug is... Uh, all-time quarterback John Lithgow. Like you're, you'll always be John Lithgow. Oh. You, you'll always be connected with okay. Lithgow. Probably. Uh, Plowboy. I put Michael Sarah, who's in Barbie and is great in Barbie. I like that for sure. Also Jesse put... Eisenberg as yeah, well. They, they're kind they're of similar there. looking. Very and, similar. And, and kind of, but I think Sarah. Sarah could really portray you. Now Iggy, I originally said, and I want I want you to when listen when I say this. I have two people, one for a comedy and one for more serious. When you hear the first one. Don't get upset because it's this person's immensely talented and I think could be really funny. Oh, yeah. And it's not about physical appearance. No. The f- original idea I had was Danny DeVito oh, because yeah. I think he's hilarious and I think that would be really good. You could put a blonde wig on, give him a cut in color. Right. Now, if this was a serious movie, I would say Gary Oldman for you. I think that would work. 
Gary Oldman, Oscar winner, Doug, Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. So that would be that. And then for me, uh, Lucas Hedges. I've always said Lucas Hedges is my guy. I don't guy. think I know Lucas Hedges. He's an indie movie darling. If you ever saw Manchester, I'd say indie movie darling. You missed the boat on Plowsy. Who would you go with? It's not Michael Sarah. John Hawks. John, is that Ethan Hawks brother? Who's John Hawks? He was in Deadwood. He was in that movie where he was an oh. invalid having sex. He's yeah. in Eastbound and Down. He's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. actually a good one. I mean, Paul, that is isn't that nice? That's you. That's good. As an older I man. Yeah, I, th I think that actually. Would be I think great. I just feel like Michael Sarah's like energy is more akin to Plowhawks because mm -hmm. he can get ornery too. If you ever saw This Is the End. Oh, can he? Yeah. Oh God, I freaking love that movie. Uh, someone saying Mickey Rourke for Iggy. That's from Mrs. Yeah, Jane like Shanahan. A lot of people when I, my earlier days said I looked like Kevin Bacon when I had like my hair a little spiked. Yeah, yeah, I could that, see that. That was in my younger days, but Mickey Rourke at the time was the most gorgeous actor in Hollywood when he when he <laughs> <What>? started out. <laughs> Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke, before the, whatever he's had done to himself. When he first came out, when he was in Nine and a Half Weeks, and uh, when he was a leading man, there was no better-looking actor in Hollywood than Mickey have, Rourke. I don't know. That's subjective. He's turned, it, it hasn't aged well, I would say. No, it looks like Mickey. a cartoon character now. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even look like the same yeah, person. Yeah, but look at some of the things from Nine and a Half Weeks, and look at how debonair and dashing and handsome he was. Yeah, certainly. It took a turn when he was in the uh, Iron Man movie. I think yeah. it took a turn when he was in uh, Barfly. It drinks for all my friends. Uh, Gary Busey should play Iggy. We have two texts. Yeah, Gary that's Busey. not bad. He's a little tall. Yeah, he is tall. Uh, Aaron Paul is Tim. That's not a bad idea. Aaron Paul is uh, uh, Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, Bad yeah. That could work. I, I just still think... Listen, my thing on Gosling isn't that he looks just like Tim. It's that... He's a Gosling's a really good actor, and you need someone really good to play Tim. Oh, for heaven's well, sake! Yeah. Listen. But the rest of us, it doesn't matter. Well, with, I, I named an Oscar winner for Iggy. Uh, I named Michael Sarah, who's uh, a lot of people love. A lot I named of good comedies. Lithgow, who's been a character actor for forty years, mm -hmm. fifty years even. Danny DeVito. Yeah. He's funny and he's, an Oscar he's winner. He's like four foot eight. Right. It wasn't physical appearance, but he's really funny. Well, I can think of a lot of funny people. You know, he produced. Pulp Fiction, Danny DeVito did. Did he? Yeah, he was part of the production crew. Still on. married to Rhea Perlman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think together they're not even six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to look at, if you want to puke, look at a picture of Mickey Rourke's fingernails. It's from Warsaw. Oh, Wattaca. no. A lot of people sending in Linda Hunt, and that's just not fair for eggs. Linda. Linda. <laughs> well, I think maybe, aren't they saying that's the girl who was in the movie with Hawks? Uh, no, I think that's who they're saying should portray you. Oh, because yeah. Linda Hunt was in that movie, and she got naked a few times. Okay. Uh, the movie Diner equals good. That's from Saucy Jack. I've never seen the movie Diner. That's good. Yeah, he was in that, too. I think Kevin Bacon was in that, too. Theo Vaughn for Plowsy. That's from Chuck Talent. Love Theo Vaughn, but I, th I just don't know if I see it. I love me some Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Guys, Dan DeVito is at his fun funniest when he tells a good fr fridge magnet joke. It's from <laughs> a new poll eligible. I bet he couldn't pull it off. Yeah. You know not he, in any Hall of Fames either. You know what you can pull off is a good head of hair when you go over the St. Louis hair Ooh, restoration. Right. Doug, you're about, what, a month and a half out from... Uh, about six weeks. Yeah, yeah. six weeks you know, out with from... With a lousy head of hair and you come out ready to go, ready to look like Fabio. That's what you do. First, you go into the offices at St. Louis Hair Restoration. You talk it over with the founder, Greg Kreiling, and the doctor, Dr. Polinga, and they look at your scalp and see what you would need and what option fits best for you. And there are several different options. For me, that was the FUE procedure, which is the transplant where they, they shave the side and back of your head where the uh, 
the hair grafts are not susceptible to male pattern baldness, and they take out those grafts and they put them where you need them, whether it's the front of the hair where mine was or the, the crown. And I don't know if you can see on YouTube that I've got some sprouts growing. Oh, I see there the pubes. You came, you were, you were hatless last night, and everybody was commenting on your head. Yeah, it looks better. It takes a while. It takes like uh, three months before you have significant growth. They say six to eight months you'll have a lot of growth, and the finished product takes about a year, so you're out. So don't put it off anymore. If your hairline bothers you, there are solutions, and they are right here, and it's a fantastic solution with St. Louis Hair Restoration. Yep, they got me on the finasteride, Doug. It's just a daily pill you take, super easy. I take it every morning, throw that down. That helps stop the hair loss, or at least tries to slow down hair loss as yeah. best it can. And then I wear this laser cap that they gave me over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. You put it on, it's like a little batting helmet, and you put it on for six minutes a night, and it starts to help fuel that regrowth. Mm -hmm. And so those two working in tandem hopefully can really help me uh, get back to where I want to be with my hair, and then maybe I would be a, a candidate for FUE, much like Doug. And then we're all looking like Clooney, we're all looking like Fabio, we're all looking like Quinn Snyder. And you can too, if you're ever worried about it, because I know people like go through a lot of stress and anxiety about their their hair loss if that's you go over to st louis hair restoration just let them give you a consultation I, I i really do feel like you could be in a lot better position when you go talk with st louis hair restoration at st louis hair restoration Dot com. Mm. All right, that's going to close out our 8 o'clock hour. On the other side of the break, we'll have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today to end the program. Prize today, win a pair of full road trip tickets to the factories. Oh, God, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Are you really? <clears throat> win a pair of full road trip tickets to the factories. Second annual beer festival. Brewski Kicks. Get your music fixed this Sunday, August 13th. From noon to 5 p.m., you are listening live to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.